I want to talk about sonship and royal priesthoods. Some may say sonship and royal priesthood. Hallelujah. Sonship and royal priesthood. Now, I know that's the message I preached these last days, but I need to emphasize it again. Hey, Vifanvik, how are you guys? Are you blessed? Good to see you again. <laughs> so, sonship and priesthood. What is sonship? What is a son? What is a son? A son is the one who embodies the father. Amen? A son is the one that embodies the father. And when I talk about son, I say it again. I'm not just talking about male. I'm talking about the one that is born of God. So a son embodies a father. If son carries the life of a father, that's why by killing the son of God, they thought they could stop the rule of God on earth. Terminate the life of a son. A son could be by birth, by adoption, or by emulating the character of a father. Meaning, let me say, meaning this man can be my son, not because I can give birth to him with natural, but he can emulate what is in me, then he becomes my son. So a son functions in the character of a father. So I hear many people calling me dad and I look at them. <laughs> I say, what are you talking about? Because what qualifies you to call somebody dad is when you emulate his character. So if you don't have my character, you're not. There's nothing. It means the grace cannot speak for you. He said, not, only, not all who call him Lord, Lord shall enter the kingdom, but only those who do the will of my Father. It means that the calling means nothing if you don't display the character of the one you call upon. So I have many sons, but few sons. <laughs> Hallelujah. Many, many daughters, but few. Hallelujah. You know, Jesus, <laughs> I will give you a thing. Jesus said to the disciple, go cast out devils. Raise the sick. Raise the dead. Heal the sick. Do you know what he was doing? He was, in a way, qualifying them to be like his father. Because if you don't do this thing, you can't call upon my father. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. So now, when you call me dad, you must be mindful. Mm -hmm. If you run in front of situation, please call me brother. <laughs> Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Because children had to be with prides of fathers. 
You don't want your children to do less than what you did. You want your children to stand on your shoulders and see the future. So I command you in the name of Jesus that you may do more than what I'm doing. Then you are qualified. Sonship. Now, the Bible says in the book of Galatians, chapter number 3, verse 26 to 29. Galatians 3, uh, 26 to 29. He said, for you are all sons of God through faith in Christ. Through faith in Christ. For as many of you as were baptized into Christ, put on Christ. So you are sons of God through faith. But what do you do? You put on Christ. When you put on Christ, you become like Christ. There is neither Jew nor Greek. There is neither slave nor free. There is neither male nor female. For you are all one in Christ Jesus. And if you are Christ, then you are Abraham's seed. And heirs according to the promise. Say, I'm, I'm, an, I'm an heir of a kingdom. Do you understand that, that, that being heir of a kingdom, of a kingdom is, 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 a, is a testimony that you, have, you, have, you are a son? Because you cannot inherit just by loving somebody. You inherit through a type of relationship. So, so these are the sons. The Bible says the sons of God will be revealed in the last days. It means those who will display the character of God on earth shall be revealed. And the character of God is simple. You see it in the scripture. Whatever God does, that's what a son does. It means that a son can call what is not as if it was. A son can display the character of a father. And listen, it's a... My God, help me. How do I transmit this knowledge to the people? Listen, a son is not somebody that tries to be like the father. A son, there is a system that is built in the son that by natural, by natural capacity is able to, 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 to imitate the father without trying. Hallelujah. You know, I see this couple. When I see their daughter, huh, I, don't, I don't need anyone to tell me this is their daughter. Because when you look at the two of them, you see the, the two of them in the daughter. And the way the children walk. <laughs> Did you teach them how to walk like you? <laughs> Naturally, they walk like that. It means that the, a, a, a sonship is not something we strive to be. It's something we are. We are sons of God. And therefore we can do. Religious people, close your ears. And don't cut this part of my preaching and put it on the net and say, say that. We can do what the Father does. That is too big for religious people. That we can do what the father does because we are sons. Hallelujah. Now, priesthood. I'm defining the two so that we can go on. What is a priest? A priest is the one who is duly authorized to minister in sacred things, particularly to offer sacrifices before 
the Lord and to minister on his altar in order to bless his name. Or is also a mediator between man and God. Hallelujah. That a priest is a minister. He ministers from the altar. He offers sacrifices. A, minister, a priest is a display of how worship should take place. Because he has been entrusted with a pattern of worship. In a way that he offers sacrifices unto God. And he stands as a mediator. Let's take scripture. Deuteronomy chapter number 10 verse 8. Deuteronomy chapter number 10 verse 8. He said, at that time the Lord separated the tribe of Levi to bear the ark of the covenant of the Lord, to stand before the Lord, to minister to him and to bless his name to this day. He chose the tribe of Levi and he said, you will be a peculiar people that will minister before me. And not only that, they were responsible for taking care of the house of the Lord. Amen? In our scripture, in the book of uh, Exodus chapter number 28, verse 1 to 3. He said, now take Aaron, your brother, and his sons with him from among the children of Israel, that he may minister to me as priests. Aaron and Aaron's sons, Nabad, Abihu, Eliasah, and uh, Ifmar. And you shall make holy garment for Aaron, your brother, for glory and for beauty. Ah. So you shall speak to all who are gifted artisans, who I have filled with the spirit of wisdom, that they may make Aaron's garment to consecrate him, so that he may minister to me as priest. So, a priest was allowed to enter the presence of God, but God designed a garment for him so that when he appears before the Lord, he's dressed the way God wants him to dress. He said, make garment for Aaron so that he may appear before me. And let me tell you something. It's amazing if you study this. Do you understand that the priest was not allowed to sweat when he enters the presence of God? That's why they make him that fabric, that material, that causes him not to sweat when you enter the presence of God. Listen, do you understand what I'm saying to you? It means that the presence of God demands rest. It means you are not working in the presence. Because work, the curse says, out of the sweat of your brow you shall eat. And God said, when you are in my presence, it cancels the sweat. In a way, <laughs> in a way that when you enter my presence, you cease from labor. And labor is the energy that you, that you deploy to get a job done. That's what we call labor. Labor is the energy of the knowledge that you deploy to get a work job done. That's why we say minister of labor. Or ministry of labor. Uh, then that you must understand that when you come into the presence of God, your human abilities are swallowed up and the abilities of God are given to you. 
that the type of things that, that's why I say, clothe them. Hide the human's weakness. Put a special garment on them. When they appear before me to worship, they don't worship in their own strength. They worship in the revelation of who I am. Make them a garment. Ay, 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 ay. Somebody say, make them a garment. You need to understand that a priest is not a worker. No. A priest is a minister. Can I carry on? Help me, help me, help me, help me, help me. When you are tired, you tell me. So now you know what a son is. Amen? Amen. You know also what a priest is. Now we're talking about royal priesthood. It means you need to understand that a son is a king. Yes. Lord of lords, king of kings. He's not talking about the king of England. He's talking about you. The kings that God is talking about is you. You have been ordained to enter kingship. Qualified by virtue of the death of Christ. To enter another kind of race. Another kind of class. Peculiar people. That reign as kings. Because we are sons of a king. So, royal priesthood. You need to understand that the first king priest, somebody say king priest. king priest. The first king priest was Adam. Yes. Adam was a priest. He was a king and he was a priest. I'll give you scriptures. Amen. Genesis 1.26. You know that now. Genesis 1.26. He said, let us make men in our image according to our likeness and let them have dominion. Isn't that a king? Dominion deals with kings. Yes. Dominion. Kingdom means the king with a domain. Or the king with dominion. So when he said, let us make men and let them have dominion, he established kingship. So Adam was a king. Because he had the power to decree in the Garden of Eden. He says, subdue the earth. Only king goes to conquer to subdue. Rule. These are terminologies of kingship. You are a ruler. You can be a ruler without being a dictator. Do you know the difference between the two? A dictator advances his own agenda. A ruler advances the agenda of a law. That's the difference. So when we say a president is a dictator, it means that it's selfishness. It's him and his family, they take the wealth of a nation, and you can't speak. If you speak hate speech, you go to jail. If you, these are dictators. Because they impose the will to people. A ruler imposes the will of a law to people. It means the law is enforced. He rules. And Adam was the first king. Amen? Genesis chapter number 2 verse 15. 
I'll show you where Adam was a priest. Genesis 2.15 say, Then the Lord took the man and put him in the garden of Eden to tend and keep it. Do you know that that is a priestly role? Don't look at me so confused. Let's go to Numbers chapter number 3, verse 5 to 8. Numbers 3, 5 to 8. Are you following? Yes. When we finish, it will get exciting, don't worry. Numbers 3, 5 to 8, it says, And the Lord spoke to Moses, saying, Bring the tribe of Levi near and present them before Aaron the priest, that they may serve him, and they shall attend to the needs and the need of a whole congregation before the tabernacle of meeting to do the work of the tabernacle. Also they shall attend to all the furnishing of the tabernacle of meeting and to the need of the children of Israel to the work of the tabernacle. So the Levi were there to keep. Adam was there to tend and keep. The Levi were there to tend and keep the flock of Israel. Let me give you another scripture. Exodus 27, 21. He said, in the tabernacle of meeting outside of a veil, which is before the testimony, Aaron and his son shall tend it from evening till morning before the Lord, and it shall be a status forever to their generation on behalf of the children of Israel. Adam, eh, the priest, had a mission to keep the things in the temple in order. What was Adam doing? What was Abraham doing? And what does the priest dance? Tending the things of God. And the garden is the things of God. Ah. So the garden was the first tabernacle. The first tabernacle was the garden because the garden was not the whole land. There was a land called Eden and God decided to put a garden in Eden. Ah. And do you know that it's in the tabernacle that God is revealed, not outside of the tabernacle. It means the only place God was revealed on earth was a garden. So the garden was a sanctuary of God. Adam was a priest in the garden. Hallelujah. So the garden of God was a tabernacle of God. That's why when the sin, he has to cut them out because sin and tabernacle don't go together. So Adam was a king and a priest. Hallelujah. Somebody say the, 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 the garden was the first tabernacle. Do you know that in the tent of meeting, or in the tabernacle, there was a place, there, there's what we call the ark. And on the ark, there's a mercy seat. On the mercy seat, there are two cherubs spreading their wings and facing one another. And they say, the Bible says, in between the cherub, the glory of God will appear and God will meet Moses in between. Now, God, in the cool of the day, came in the garden to meet with Adam. <laughs> and when he came, Adam was nowhere to be seen because Adam has already fallen. Hallelujah. They heard the sound of God coming. And then they realize we cannot enter anymore. Or we cannot face God anymore. When God enters his tabernacle, they sin cause them to be ashamed. Do you understand that if you are not justified by grace, you will be ashamed in the presence of God? 
that the only thing that qualifies to stand in the presence of God is the blood of Jesus. So Adam didn't have the covering of the blood. Therefore, he was ashamed in the presence of God. He has to hide behind the trees in the sanctuary. It means it's not because God is there that you have access to him. When men fell into sin, they lost their kingship and their priesthood. God banished them from the garden. You can read it in Genesis 3, 22 to 24. And he put cherubs at the gate of the garden. For that time, since the Old Testament, these two ministries have been separated. Do you understand that in the Old Testament, we're talking about the priest and the king. There was only one exception, Melchizedek. He was a king priest. Otherwise, this function was separated. A priest was not a king. A king was not a priest. Now, when Saul tried to combine the two functions, he was a king that tried to offer sacrifices. He wanted to, he wanted to be a king priest violating the order of God because those two functions were separated and no man can bring it together except one. I'll tell you. Now, Saul tried to offer a sacrifice. And, 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 and Samuel came and said, what are you trying to do? Are you trying to violate the order of God and try to, 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 to uh, manipulate the kingship anointing and bring it into priesthoods? You lose your kingship because you try to be a priest. So in the Old Testament, you will see people like Samuel. He was a priest. He was not a king. You will see David, he was a king, he was not a priest. He was not offering sacrifices. So the two of them, the mission could not be combined. Let's go. Then, Melchizedek came. And Melchizedek was a king priest. You know how they called him? The, the king of Salem. The king of righteousness. But the book of Hebrews tells us that Melchizedek was a priest. Hebrews 7, 1 to 3. He said, for this Melchizedek, king of Salem, king. King of what? Sal priest of the Most High. He was a king. And was a priest. Who met Abraham. Now, let me show you something that, that maybe you have never thought of. He met Abraham coming from the slaughter. And the Bible says, and he blessed Abraham. And the Bible says, surely the highest bless the lesser. Why was he higher than Abraham? Because he was a king priest. So it means that the generation in which we are, the anointing upon your life is higher. Because now you are not just a priest, you are also a king. The Bible says, Jesus came. My God, help me here. Jesus came. Hebrews chapter number 7, verse 14 to 17. He came in the order of Melchizedek. The Bible says you shall be a priest forever in the order of what? Melchizedek. What is the order of Melchizedek? King priest. So, so, so if you read, the Bible says Jesus is a king forever. A priest forever. He combined the two functions. Which the Old Testament people couldn't do. 
except for Melchizedek. Now we must say, this Melchizedek, he has no genealogy. He has no father. He has no mother. He has no beginning of days. He does not have, does not have end of days. They say he came like the son of God. So, so Melchizedek was Jesus concealed in the Old Testament. So the one that met Abraham was Jesus in the, the body of Melchizedek. He came, he met Abraham, and Abraham understood. I can be ordained as a king in the land, but I'm not a priest. And if I have to give an offering, I have to give it to the priests. And Abraham gave. Abraham gave the tithe to Melchizedek. Now, you need to understand that when Jesus died at the cross, the Bible says, the curtain was, the curtain was, but do you understand that only the, the priest could go behind the curtain? The king had no access behind the curtain. The king could rule, but not have access to the holies of holies. The king could be powerful, no access to the holies. So a king has to bow to a priest to take his gift and go to the holies of holies. When Jesus died at priest king, he opened the veil and he brought many sons unto glory so that the sons of God can now embody the ministry of king and priests. Ah. So now they have power but access. They have power with access to the holies of holies. They can enter the holies of holies and decree the heavenly thing here on earth. Let your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. These are functions of kings. But kings couldn't decree the things in heaven to be on earth because they didn't see them. The priests saw them but couldn't decree them. It was a dilemma. The priests could access the holies of holies but could not decree these things here. The king couldn't go, but he could decree. But what will he decree if he does not see? So God says, I'm going to combine those two functions. Ah, yeah, 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 yeah. They come in my presence. They see what is in heaven, and they decree here on earth. Sonship, my God, somebody help me. Somebody help me. It means now you have an access. You are a priest king. And Peter nailed it. He came and he nailed it completely. First Peter 2 9. He said, You are a holy nation. Then he said, A royal. You are a royal priesthood. You are not just holy, you are royalty. I say you are not just holy. You are royalty. And remember, a king, a priest bears a garment. A king bears a crown. So you're not just only having a garment. Now you have a crown too. Ah. You have a scepter in your hands. And the scepter is the word of God. Everything you bind on earth shall be in heaven. And everything loose. You need to understand those dynamics. So that when you enter that function, you know, I have a garment of priesthood. 
but I have a crown of king and a scepter to give mercy. That's why Jesus said, you for, whenever you forgive sin, it shall be forgiven. And if you don't forgive, shall not be, you have a scepter. Look at, go back to Esther. Esther, her own husband. Her own husband. Esther was a queen, but not a king. She, somebody was sitting on the throne. And by virtue of him sitting and marrying Esther, Esther became a queen even when she was not qualified to be a queen. She entered queen, she became a queen by, by covenant, by alliance. But she didn't have a scepter. So for her to find mercy, somebody has to give her a scepter. Although she was a queen. And only king holds the scepter. And God says, mercy. You will be giving mercy to whoever mercy is due. You will give forgiveness to whoever forgiveness. You have a scepter in your hands. You have a crown of glory and you have a garment of priesthood. So you enter the holies of holies and God can now pour his heart in you so that with the power of dominion, you can come out and look around and say, that shall be so. Because I've seen it in heaven. Because you are living in the two realities. Oh, you are seated in heavenly places. Far above all principles. But also you are here on earth. So God allow a being that can live in the two spaces at the same time. That is able to copy what it did. To, 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 to read what is happening here. And bring it here on earth. I don't know if you know who you are. No, religious people can't take this. Because they are, hallelujah. Religious people can't take this. They don't know that they can become the hallelujah they are singing. You can enter a town. And the whole town. <laughs> oh, hey. You know those who got this revelation earlier, my friend? They changed nations. Fine got the revelation. He will walk into town. And before he gets to town, demons know Fine is around. You say, every, can every child of God? Yes. Don't come here with your thing. It's a calling. It's a calling, yes. But it's, the calling is to be a son. We can all be like Fine, but we can all deploy what Fine has. We will not be all finished, but something that Finney has, everybody can get. A royal pursuit, a holy nation. Now let me finish. Now Jesus, Jesus came to a woman of Samaria. I say Samaria. Samaria. He said in the book of John chapter number 4 verse 22 to 24. He said, you worship what you do not know. We know what we worship. For salvation is of the Jews. But the hour is coming. Now, hey, is a salvation of the Jew. Then he contracts what he's doing. He said, but it means what he's saying now has a greater value than what he said before. He gave an idea and then he said, I've said it, but this is what I want to come to. He said, but the hour is coming and is now when the two worshippers will worship. Do you understand? He didn't, say the, he didn't say they worship God. He didn't say they worship God. He said they worship who? 
Do you know the idea of father implies sons? He said they worship the father in the spirit and the truth. And then he said, for the father, for God is spirit. He said they worship God in the father in the spirit and the truth. And God is seeking such to worship him. He's seeking. He's seeking. He's seeking. I say he's seeking. And the Holy Ghost told me, I said, what were you seeking? He said, I was seeking sons. He said, I worship the Father in the spirit and the truth. Call the spirit. True worship belongs to sons. Because those who worship God with their lips, God does not accept. He said those who worship him in the spirit, for God is spirit. It means those who have the identity of the one they worship. Those, those who are in the image of the God they worship, he wants such to worship him, for he is spirit. So he gave birth to spirit to worship him. You know, singing is not, to, is not worship. Singing is an expression of worship. Singing is not worship. That's why my family sometimes don't understand. They put those beautiful worship songs and I walk. When I look at the worshiper, I walk. I say, this is songs. It can make us emotional. And, and then we prophesy over, they cry. But you know the heart. The heart is far from who they are worshiping. God is not too much in the beauty of the voice. It's in the quality of the heart. And when the heart aligns to the quality of a voice, it becomes perfect. So God is seeking mm, sons that will understand the revelation of sonship, that will bow their knee before the Father. Their heart are full of the Father. And when they say, Hosanna, they know what we are talking about. Oh my God, when they say glory, they know what we are talking about because they have aligned themselves to the will of God. And they have become one with the Father. He's seeking those. Kata, 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 kata. Labaha shuta kasia. Kendo kosha, kisa. Legata, kata, kata, kata. Kashu. Hendaba, hendaba. If you knew what was inside of you, you would look different from what you are looking now. If you only knew who you are and you knew the grace that is inside of you, you will stop begging heaven for things. You will make things happen because heaven dwells in you. Ketasha.
Ketasha, ketasha, ketasha. And if you knew the dimension on which God has called you, if you knew where God wants to put you, if you knew the change that God wants to bring about for you, you will say, Lord, here I am, Lord. I am available because I know, I know who I am. I know that I'm ordained by God. I know I carry the presence. I know I carry the ark of God. I know I carry the voice of God. Therefore, I can decree a thing and it shall come to pass. If you knew, that you are a king priest. If you knew that you are a king priest, you will offer sacrifices. You will buy into the heart of a man that was not a king but a priest. You will buy into the heart of Abraham. Abraham was not ordained as a king. But he entered priesthood for sacrifice. He put Isaac down. But before he goes, look at this, look at this, look at this. Before he goes to, with Isaac, he said to the servant, you stay here. Me and the son will go yonder and will worship and will come back here. You didn't check what I'm saying. He said we will go and come back. While the instruction was to kill him. A man without revelation will cry tears. God has asked me, so tell the servant, when I go there, I will sacrifice him and I will come alone. Abraham said, we are coming together because he had the revelation that the God that killed can give life. He said, he said, he had the revelation that the God that all asked me to offer Isaac has the power to... Breathe life on Isaac. And even when Isaac is offered, he can come back to life. A king priest has a mentality of God. Nothing is lost. Whatever you release, you get back. My God. My God. Say, I'm a king priest. Say it again. I want you to say it again. Say it again. Woo! When you go home, something must shift. Something my shift. I got that revelation. And I realized death is not a threat. No. When you have to go, you negotiate with your father. Say, Father, it is finished. Hi! <laughs> Don't worry, don't worry, don't worry. Don't worry, these are small stuff. Hallelujah. I say hallelujah. Whoa, 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 whoa. Who is excited? You got more than a miracle today. You got the word of God in your spirit. You got the word of God in your spirit. You can stand up and say, it is over. You can stand up and say, now it is finished. God has done it. I can enter the holies of holies and declare what I see there on earth. I can read in the archive of heaven and read what is written about me and stand up and walk into what is written about me. Jesus did it. Why can't we? I said, Jesus did it. Why can't we? Jesus did it. Why can't we? I charge you by the will of God. 
in the name of Jesus that you will be like Joseph in your family. You will be a savior of souls in your family. I, I charge you in the name of Jesus. I charge you in the name of Jesus. I charge you in the name of Jesus. You know, let me give this testimony. For a form of election in, in my country, my sister was contesting for election. I don't give details. But she phoned me. She was there. And she was heartbroken. Because people were digging under her. And then it was on first day. She called me on first day. I said, Lord, what is going on? Friday, the Lord took me in the spirit and showed me everything that is going to happen. So I sent a message Friday. I say, congratulations for your election. You've been elected. Saturday evening, they sent me a letter, a note. She has been elected. I said, no, you don't understand. You don't understand. I saw it in the heavens. And I decree it here on earth. Whatever is perceived can be uttered. That's why some people use that to predict soccer games. Because they saw it in the spirit. Everything about you is already written. We can read them and tell you what it is. I tell you in the name of Jesus. Your eyes are open. Yeah. Hallelujah. Can the worship team go there and help me? We finish him. Who understands that today I'm ordained? Do you know that a word or a reality is not in power until it's spoken? So by the time God spoke it now, it established. Each one can take advantage of it. And know it is done. I say it is done. Can take advantage of what I'm talking about. Fear will go out of your heart. Banish fear from your heart. Because when you were created, failure was not there. It was not there. Failure came later on. You were already created. So failure can't be part of something it didn't assist in creation. God was not assisted to create you. He created men and the next day it was rest day. He didn't allow men even to help him. So he created because he knows men. If men could have been created on the fifth day, they would have tried to tell God, you shouldn't put the stars this way. It shall be. So God said, I'll leave you last. When you wake up, everything is complete. All you need to do is to enjoy. I'm calling you to a place of enjoyment, of a party. Let's be in this party. Let's enjoy the grace. Let's enjoy the grace of the Lord. We are in for a feast. We are in. We are in for a party. The Holy Ghost. There's a party. I like that. I like that. I'm glad God told me. He said, go and preach this message to the countries. 
and to the nations and to the world and bring them to alignment to my will so that they may be able to display heaven on earth. You say, but can anything go wrong? Yes, but you correct it. The problem is not what is going to happen. The problem is what are you going to do with what has happened. Thing can happen. You correct it. I can finish this service and they fire you. You correct it. You can be charged up. And when we go home, something happens. If it's not revelation yet, you start, you stop and cry. When it becomes revelation, you say, my God, my God, I need to change this situation. You stand up and you change it. In the name of Jesus. Let's do an offering and we're going to pray.